What is author marketing mastery through optimization, you ask? I'm going to tell you. It's the best way for us authors to make a living selling our books. Are you tired of hearing gurus tell you your book is only good enough to be a lead magnet for services? Are you tired of feeling like you have to be a slave to social media and then frustrated when that time doesn't actually help you sell books? I was too, until I found Ammo. Ammo is the only program that reliably produces results and it works for anyone. Is it hard work? You bet. Do you have to overcome some of your own prejudices to make Ammo work for you? Absolutely. But rather than being another program that rah-rah shish-goom-bahs tries to get you emotionally excited only to offer unclear methods, Ammo shows you how to design profitable ads step-by-step step through a unique, never-before-tested formula. The founder, Steve Piper, is a data-loving, formula-driven author who escaped the kingdom of Amazon to build a platform for himself where he sold directly to his readers and built a loyal following. With Ammo, you know who's reading your books, how to contact them, and what they want to read next. If you've always been frustrated with Amazon's wall of mystery, of not knowing who's reading your books, of losing 50 to 70% of the hard-earned money you make through book sales, Ammo solves all of those problems by putting you in the driver's seat and showing you how to fulfill your books directly to your readerships. Click the link in the show notes to learn more. Today, we're going to talk about getting super clear around what you expect from your writing and what you hope to achieve from your writing, because this is maybe the biggest thing that's holding you back from seeing the kind of results you want. If you want to sell a ton of books, you need to examine what that looks like for you, what you want to do, what you're willing to do, and what you don't want to do because that is really instructive as well. I spent way too much time high in the sky visualizing a kind of outcome for my writing that didn't align with the kind of things that deep in my heart I really wanted. And if I can save you even a couple of hours or days, weeks, months, years of time by getting clear on what you want, well, then this podcast is doing its job. This is TRBM, a podcast for authors who are serious about earning a full-time living selling books to readers. I'm the host, Jody J. Sperling, and each episode, I'll share with you practical tips on marketing and selling your books. And I won't hold anything back. Sometimes I fail. Every time I do, you'll know it. Sometimes I succeed, and when I do, I'll give you my step-by-step -step replay so you can succeed, too. Thanks for listening. There was a signal of the kind of size I wanted my readership to be and how many books I wanted to sell and the sort of author I wanted to be based on how I used to see other people. I used to ask people in the community or on Twitter, anywhere I could, you know, do you want to be a best-selling author? And they would say, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's kind of like that. And then you would get into it and ask, like, what do you want to do? And they would be unclear about that. And they would just hope that a publisher would pick them up and that the book would get on the shelves and the right person would see it. And all of a sudden it would catch fire and they wouldn't have any idea how to do anything about it. 
And then I realized they don't really want to be a bestseller. They're willing to be a bestseller if it comes for them. But ultimately, what they're willing to do is let somebody else handle their future. And that's okay. If you don't want to be a bestseller, just declare that now. Say, I don't want to be a bestseller. I want to be a mid-list author. I want to sell enough books to pay for all of the vacations we take. I want to sell enough books to buy dinner once a week. Whatever it might be, get clear there and then really go after that desire. Envision that desire. Start to think to yourself, I'm going to sell enough books to get dinner this week (laughs) Uh, or to take the whole family to Disneyland, if that's your kind of thing. I couldn't personally imagine stepping foot in Disneyland. I would do it if my children wanted to because their delight makes me happy. I love seeing them happy, but I can't envision myself in Disneyland. So that's definitely not a motivating factor, but find what is for you. Find where you want to be. Going back to other people, there was this sense. Some of them would be like, hey, You know, if I just sell one book to somebody who loves it and reads it and thinks it's the best book they've ever read, my job is done. And I I thought they were straight up lying because they didn't want to be disappointed if their book didn't sell very many copies. And I also wondered if maybe they were trying to protect themselves from the sense of like, hey, I've sold a book and it could be somebody's favorite book and they just never thought to tell me. And they could be believing that somewhere out there, someone thinks it's the best book they've ever I still have a hard time envisioning a person who would go to the lengths that it takes to write a book and only want or really be satisfied with just one reader. But I don't need to spend time thinking about that or that person. And neither do you because you are who you are. Other people signal to you the size of your dream and you signal very clearly to yourself the size of your dream. My dream is getting bigger, but I also have spent a lot of time thinking through what is this that I want? Uh, I had a great email interaction with an ammo author uh, who sells mysteries and she frequently hits the number one in the mystery category for all of mysteries uh, on Amazon. I did the numbers, and I talked about them in a previous episode, I will drop that episode in the show notes, the the link to it, so you can go back and listen to it. I had to read aloud our exchange, and then I extrapolated all of the data as well from the numbers that she gave me, and it's stunning how many books you have to sell. First, how many books you have to sell to be a number one in a category or a number one overall in the Kindle store uh, in the top 10. She has achieved all of those things very frequently. Um, And when it really got down to it, she just spent money on ads. She'd gotten extremely good at ads. She read feedback. She understood the signs, the signals, the symptoms, and she had a system dialed in. And she had a, a lot of books in a series and books that people were interested in. She aligned herself with this dream of selling massive amounts of books. And she was selling massive amounts of books. But when I got into it, she didn't want to be on my podcast. She didn't want that public appearance. She didn't find that it helped her sell more books, which just know if you have been a guest on my podcast or will be a guest on my podcast, you're not typically going to sell a ton of books, largely because you're speaking to authors about selling books 
And so people who come here are not coming here to buy books. They're coming here to learn how to sell their books. Now, that doesn't mean I don't sell some books. I, I had a guy respond on the Substack thread the other day, which if you're not subscribed to my Substack, why? There's so much interaction going on there. There's so much greater depth of interaction when you're subscribed to the Substack and have the ability to comment and interact with other people. I've seen some great friendships forged there, and I know how much bigger it's going to get as people start to subscribe and comment. It only takes a moment. You can listen directly on the Substack app. Now back to your regularly scheduled program. She did not want to be a guest on my podcast because she didn't like the public appearance. She's happy with how many books she's selling. And it felt like it would be unenjoyable for her. And I, I understood that. And that was kind of an aha moment for me where I realized, okay, there, there are some writers who want to sell a ton of books, but don't want the author persona. They don't want to be out in front of people doing public readings and having that experience. And to a degree, I can kind of understand some of that. I've, I've recently done some public appearances and they are either extremely gratifying or they can be kind of weighty. Uh, I'm getting better at understanding that every step along the process further engages me in the community, teaches me things, um, and that it really can change overnight. You can just have that moment where you do sell a ton of books and people want to come see you read. The process is what the process is, but being clear about what you want helps you get there. For me, I actually do like the public events. I want to do public readings. I want to do uh, signings. I want to do conversations with other authors. In fact, that really excites me. The idea of, of sitting on stage with Stephen King and having a conversation about our books is amazing. I went to AWP uh, back in 2012, I believe, or 2013. It was in Seattle. So if you're just the kind of person who wants to know the exact year, find when it was in Seattle. It may have returned once since then even, but it would be, um, you know, 2012 or 13, near about to there, and saw Chuck Palahniuk on stage in conversation with another writer. I don't remember who it was. I maybe wasn't familiar with the writer, wasn't super excited, but I got to see Chuck speak. And I thought that that was so cool to visualize myself on stage with Chuck Paul and I talking about our books. Actually, that would be a great fit, by the way, Chuck. If you happen to hear this episode and you want to schedule an event, I'm there. I love to talk. And we both write fairly R-rated type of books with magical elements to them. So uh, that's that's a, a great fit. Um, Stephen King as well. If you're listening or if somebody sends this episode to you, just know I'm there in a heartbeat. Wherever it is you want to go, I will do an all expenses paid trip to sit on stage and chat with you. The thought of reading on stage with one of those authors is so motivating. And the reason that that helps me is because it starts to align me with the kind of action I need to take to make that a reality. Do I know how the heck I would ever end up on stage with Stephen King, the the king of horror, the master of suspense, the best-selling author of all time? Probably. I don't know. I mean, it's huge. I know that Patterson sells a lot. Patterson's got a kind of a different gig going, but Stephen King sells massive amounts of books. He couldn't go anywhere and not be recognized. And that is what I want for myself, but it might not be what you want for yourself. And that's where getting clear on this kind of thing will help you with the way that you organize your time. So let's do a couple of practical reality checks for you. 
I want you to take a moment right now. You can pause the podcast and write down what you think you want for yourself. Try to be as clear as you can on the kind of level of, I'm going to say success because it's this is where success is very individual. Um, and so my success is different than the success you likely envision for yourself. Um, you may envision bigger success for yourself than I do. You may envision the movies and the premieres and the television shows and all of those, or I guess now they're streaming shows, whatever it is, you may envision all of those things for yourself. For me, that's actually a level of, hey, if it comes, great. But I am truly all in on the books. The books are what motivate me. I, it'd be great to see my, one of my books made into a movie. I've always had it in my mind. I know who I want, like the ideal actors for Lyle and Luke. But again, it's that's more wishful thinking. Like I can enjoy having a, a vacation and thinking, oh, that that's cool. The the the, the movie gets opted or optioned or whatever and gets made. That'd be neato. Um, if movies are ever made again with the writer's strike, good grief. Um, I'm not well read on it. I don't have opinions, but I do side with writers. So let's go writers. Let's get, let's get it. Let's get it. Also, AI is not as dangerous as everybody thinks it is. Uh, it changes what we do. I use AI all the time. I'm happy to. It's improved my life and, and, um, I think it would improve yours as well. But I do know that, uh, there are a lot of people who take advantage of lesser people. <laughs> I say lesser in that they don't have the kind of money, clout, or uh, influence. Lesser in that way. All right. All right. Bunny trail. Bunny trail. You may be the person who wants movies. So if that's you, then start thinking through what that looks like. And, and this is the practical piece. If you've written down the kind of writer you want to be, now I'm going to ask you, how much time are you spending on social media? How much time are you spending on free social media content that is designed to attract strangers to follow, like, engage with, comment on your profile? How deeply built are your social media channels? Are you on TikTok every day? Are you on Twitter every day or X, I guess? Are you on X every day? Are you on Facebook every day? Are you on Instagram every day? Are you on the channel where the most readers are? Are you doing things to find readers or are you settling by finding other writers because it's easier to have that conversation? I've told you before, I told you, I think just a couple episodes ago that Twitter has helped me, X has helped me sell into, whenever I say X, I think of ecstasy. So I've, I'm, I'm, I'm like dropping X or something. And I'm wondering if Elon did that on purpose. Like he sort of sits back and laughs that we're all like, the other day I was on X and uh, <laughs> I had this trippy conversation full of love and dancing and like flashing lights. It was the most amazing conversation of my life. All right, there you go. I've said it. I, I have expressed that into the universe, Elon, the jokes on us <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> uh, um, And now time for a little ad break. Have you ever heard of the Luke and Time Mysteries? If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you have. The host is also the author. The Luke and Time Mysteries are for anybody who likes a little R-rated action with a bit of magic, as well as characters who do incredibly unlikely things, such as drink two gallons of bourbon in a single sitting. It's local. It's place-driven. It's voicey. It's hard-boiled. And where does all of Lyle's food come from? 
Find out these details and more when you buy the Luke and Time Mysteries. Click the link in the show notes and we have every format available. Don't miss your chance to get a 60% discount just for being a podcast listener. Now back to the show. Gosh, when I go off on all these bunny trails, it's hard to really give you a cohesive point, isn't it? I, I love that you listen uh, and you put up with me. Thank you. Um, if you're on social media channels and you are spending time doing things that are not bringing you toward your goal, when you're clear on your goal, you'll know it. And so there's been tiers of of levels where I've I've done this myself in my own uh, writing career. And I think some of them have been steps toward readers and others have been incidentally steps away from readers. Uh, I've told you numerous times that on X, I have a, a large following of mostly writers. That has something to do with the podcast. It has something to do with that, like leaning into that. And even though I've been able to sell a reasonable amount of books, nothing to like, you know, stand in awe at or drop your jaw for, but I've sold a reasonable amount of books through X, it is not the place where I should spend my time. I have plenty of time. I have an abundance of time for the things that I want to do. Doing the things that don't serve the mission, take that time and water it down. Don't water your time down. Are you scrolling reels on Instagram, but not creating content? Because if so, you're making someone else famous, not yourself. And if you don't want to be famous, that's okay. There are ways to use all of these social medias for your goals. You may find that Facebook is a perfect place to get all the news that you need to inspire you to write your political thriller. Um, you may find that Instagram is an amazing place to watch reels and get inspired for crazy, you know, parkour type jumping tricks or singing or, or guitar players, anything like musicians, those things are awesome on Instagram. And if that's your channel and you want to write the next great music book, then spend your time getting inspired and, and, and use the social media to inspire yourself to write. When it comes to marketing, you have to decide what kind of a marketer you want to be. Obviously, you're listening to this show. This show is alternately TRBM and TRBM ammo edition and the ammo element you hear every single time you tune in an ad that runs right away that tells you the benefits of ammo. And the thing is you got to spend the cash in order to make the system run. But what it frees you to do is spend more time writing and less time marketing. What I have done recently is I've stepped away from social media other than posting on Twitter. And very, very occasionally I will dive in and I will respond to 15 or 20 comments. I did that intentionally because I realized that Twitter was not building or developing my author brand. It wasn't creating a place for readers to come and just really engage with me because I was talking about writerly stuff. I still do that. I want this podcast to be as big as it can possibly be. I want to, in my future, this is this is my vision for me. I want to generate enough income on this podcast that I hire somebody to do the producing for me um, and that all of the Effort of the podcast is outsourced, except the conversation itself, even the scheduling, the guests, all that kind of stuff. I want to be as low touch with this podcast as possible and still have really stimulating, great conversations. I want to be able to 
record episodes when they come to me, just like I'm doing right now. This was just one that I was going about my day and I knew I needed to talk to you about it. So I stopped what I was doing and I spoke as inspiredly as I can. You might disagree that I'm inspired, but this is me being inspired right now for what it's worth. Um, If you get really clear on what you want, then you'll move in those directions. I spend money to advertise my podcast and the money I spend to advertise my podcast comes directly out of the revenue I make from Ammo signups. So when you click the link in the show notes and you sign up through my link, that's an affiliate link, I get paid and I get to advertise to more writers. I have not kept a single dollar of the money that I've made on the podcast. Everything's gone back in and I intend for everything to keep going back in until either the show doesn't need this same kind of advertising mechanism, or I'm satisfied with its size, but I can't think of a time where I will be satisfied with the kind of reach uh, that I want. Cause I really believe this is a unique show, or maybe I'll run out of things to say that could be, I don't want to repeat myself or regurgitate information. I think I'm just having this revelation right now that when I was taking a break from Mondays, which was thankfully brief, I think there was part of me that thought I really don't have anything valuable to say. I think I was starting to believe that the things I was saying was just wasted airspace. And I never wanted that. I have felt personally resentful to some podcasts. I will not name them that I think rah, rah and get you all excited and don't deliver on anything. And I never want to be that person. So that is a commitment I'll make to you is that if I get to a point where I don't have anything left to say, that's of value, I will happily step back and be done. Um, I don't ever see that happening. I feel like, as I'm learning, if I bring what I learn to you each week, that there are people out there who are going to benefit, but you know, I can't predict the future. And the podcast is not the center of my life. The podcast is orbiting the center of my life. The center of my life is my books. And there may be people out there right now who are like, Jody, the center of your family better be your family. Well, see, I did it. That was like Freudian better be your family center of your world. Better be your family. I don't know. I don't know how to even talk to you. I'm sorry love my family. My family knows I love them. I have organized my life, in fact, around my family. Uh, so maybe, I, I don't know, but my brain is spinning at the moment. Is my whole life, my family, is that why I have struggled in some regards to have success? Because I have prioritized my wife and the boys? Nah. <laughs> I love my family and they know that. Uh, so but do look look at where you're spending your time. That may actually be an indicator for you. Things like, uh, are you spending time with your family? Are you spending time at the gym? Are you going for walks every day? Uh, what kind of food do you eat? Does the food you eat make you really energized for work? Does it help you to uh, come up with great new ideas? These are the things I would encourage you to spend at least background time on. Is there a meal that you eat that after you eat it, uh, you feel inspired and you have some of your best thoughts? Uh, is there a time of day for me? It's morning where I could just honestly attack any problem with such focus and vigor. I, I would have a leg up on every human being. Uh, it's crazy. The energy that I have in the morning. Um, and I have noticed that it dwindles for me. I've taken naps this week because I would get to the middle part of the day. And I was like, you know what? I'm sitting here moving a little bit slow. If I set my alarm for 20 minutes and I let my body just slip into a little bit of sleep, I do some affirmations. I say, you know, I am a multi-million dollar author, a multi-millionaire author. Um, book sales come easily and frequently to me. Uh, I'm so thankful and grateful for my readers. I am so thankful and grateful for my book sales. And I'll repeat those affirmations and I'll visualize them. And it's just like 
you fall into a sleep and it's a happy sleep. And 20 minutes later, the alarm goes off, you startle awake and you jump back into action, feeling refreshed for the rest of the day. It takes me one 20 minute nap. It's nice. If you're the kind of person who thinks that you have to work hard for everything that you get, I guarantee you will be a hard worker. And if that's a good thing, then that's a good thing. Uh, Looping real quickly back, and then I'll tie this together. I talked uh, last week, I think it was, about the idea that, uh, you know, that hard work idea. And there was a period where I thought, you know what, that's not what I want for my life. I don't want to be known as the hardest worker in the room. I want to be known as the guy who like, how the heck did he get so lucky? I, I mean, like, it seems like he's never doing anything. Uh, I want to, I would rather be known as that person. I would rather be that person than the person who is working really, really hard. I love Grant Cardone. I've talked about him several times on this podcast. He values hard work so much. And if you look at his life, he's go, go, go all the time. He's got his hand in 70 pies. That's like good stuff to him. Gary Vaynerchuk, very similar, loves hard work. And those guys have had some insane billionaire success. I don't know for sure at this time if you must behave in that way to have that kind of an outcome. I really don't know. But I do know that all I need to do is see just 200 feet in front of me. You know, if I'm driving from here to Cincinnati, which I will be just in a couple days, uh, that's going to be partly in the dark. I'm going to have my headlights on and I'm not in danger of crashing because I can only see 200 feet in front of me. I will get where I'm going because every 200 feet will inform me of what's in front of me far enough for me to get there safely and effectively, right? That's how we live our lives. We look at where we're at right now, what we know to be true about the world. We set our desires and then we move toward our desires in everything that we can. And any moment that an idea pops into your head or an inspiration about, oh, I could do this and this would move me closer, then do it, do it because that will get you closer. Instead of waiting for somebody else to solve your problem, instead of waiting for an algorithm to solve your problem, instead of waiting for whatever it is that you are currently waiting for, take a moment, get clear on what it is that you really, truly want for your writing, for your audience, for your readership, for your finances, through your sales get clear on that. And when you're clear on that, you'll be able to make good decisions and the decisions that you do make will benefit your journey. All right. I think that that is where we are going to end things this week. We'll talk to you again next time. Thank you for listening to TRBM. The theme music was provided by the ever-talented Christopher Talon. And hey, if you liked what you heard, share this show with other readers because what's the point of telling stories if nobody's listening?